1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. Today we're covering some draft tips, we'll talk a little auction draft, and of course I got my co-host here, my, my guy Greg Peniman. Greg, what's going yeah. on, bro?
0: What's going on, people? You know, we got some good strategies today. Draft season is just coming so close, man. Sports season just is coming so close. Uh, watching baseball,
1: is coming back, football's coming back. It's a good time right now. Yeah, man, it's a good time. Hopefully, you know, things seem on like they're on track, so hopefully they continue that way. Um, But like we we covered, we're going to go over some draft tips. We're going to talk about the auction, uh, some little auction draft strategy. Um, But we'll also have an interview with my guy, Chris Pinto. He's the senior fantasy football analyst over with Belly Up Sports. Uh, He also covered some draft strategies and and some tips as well. You know, we covered the four pillars of of draft strategy um, and also uh, some tips that he had for us. Um, And also you want to stick around for that because, You know, a potential opportunity to do something great with St. Jude's where you might be able to win some cash at the end of that as well. So uh, make sure you stick around for for all the details on that. But before we get into any of this, we also got to cover some some brief news. But before we even get into that, uh, we teased something to you all last week, um, a series that we have coming up here on, on the feed um, now, if you were with us last year, you know, we started out with our positional breakdowns and we felt that that would be something sort of a staple on the show going forward. So over the next four weeks, um, we're going to cover each, each skill position group. That's right. We're getting quarterbacks, running backs, wide mm-hmm. receivers, tight ends. Greg, Everybody. tell them what else they're getting, man.
0: Man, we can, for each positional breakdown, we're going to get you the top guys. Not only we gonna get you that, we're going to talk about the sleepers. That's the money time, those league winners, those breakouts. And we're gonna talk about those busts, so you don't you know, get caught out there looking at that name. And you see the the sleepers we were talking about. You're gonna take those people. We got you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yo, we got you covered as always. I know Greg's excited. He can't handle himself right now. That's one of the so the calls um, are made, man. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you're with us each Monday from now until the second week of September. Uh, when it gets to September, we'll ramp up to. Four times a week. That's right. You get one more episode from us this fall. Uh, that was done in an effort to short down the sun, shorten down the Sunday preview, and bring you that content and all under an hour. Because um, yep, yep. if you don't know, we go through every single game, the spread, uh, the over/under, uh, who's gonna win. And and we give you all the fantasy nuggets right right from there. So even if you just play fantasy football, or you or you maybe you you get a little gambling action going on, or maybe you're just a fan of football and you you really want to see how the how these games are going to break down before you watch them. Mm-hmm. Just come with a c- come hang out with us every Friday, every Saturday, and you'll get those breakdowns, and, we'll, and uh, you'll hopefully win some cash on the side.
0: Yeah, man, we give you a diagnostics of the football game, and so you know we give you that. We can give you an outlook of what's going to happen in fantasy. We're, we're believer in that, so let's go. Let's do it. So let's just jump right
1: into the news, man. <laughs> and the first item, I mean, people just getting paid. I I, I wish I could get paid too, right, Greg? You want, you want some extra <laughs> Facts, cash? <yo>. Need that <laughs> money, man. That money season. <laughs> but Derek Henry, running back. The running back, y'all. He got paid a four-year, $50 million contract extension, 25 and a half of which is guaranteed. Greg, what is your take on the deal?
0: Uh, You know, I like the deal for for both sides again. Um, Derrick Henry, 27. So he's getting up there as far as the running back years. So it was good for him to to lock down some stability, at least for like the next couple years. Uh, and it also gives some flexibility for the the Titans, you know, um, if it doesn't work out after two years, um, it, you know, it gives some flexibility to 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 cut him or to, to move him somewhere else. So I, I like it for both sides. I mean, I think every million each of them was for one video posted about Derrick Henry working. That man, be, <laughs> that man, flipping tires, going up the desert. Like I, I love it for Derek Henry. He he's a sticks to what he knows. He 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 knows he's a, a good up and down straight runner a powerful runner and he's he's working on those efforts to get better so i'm glad this, that he got the deal
1: yeah man i think henry and his representation like you were saying cashing at the perfect time um you know if henry played out this this one year deal on the franchise tag then he would have he would have been 27 coming off a year where he, with probably over another 300 plus touches entering a free mm-hmm. agent market with guys like alvin kamara among others. And then you got a loaded running back class for the 2021 draft. So teams probably would have not been, um, you know, throwing massive amounts of cash at at a, you know, one-dimensional running back in Derrick Henry. Um, You know, and then for the Titans side, they get two years, you know, it's essentially a two-year deal, like you were saying, where they can get out of this. And so um, I think this is great, you know, for both sides and, you know, create some, some cap room for the Titans to even potentially go out and get a you know, defensive weapon in Jadavion Clowney as well. Mm -hmm. All right, man. So you talked about Derrick Henry working out, running on some hills. You know who else has been working out, man?
0: (laughs) Ronald Um, Jones.
1: Uh, That's crazy. (laughs) I I like that. (laughs) Rojo, who had 172 carries last year, 724 yards and six touchdowns. Well, he's been working, man. He's out in Arizona uh, running some hills in the desert. He's added some weight to getting up to two twenty five. I know he did that last year, and I was a bit critical of him, but um, you know he's doing it in an effort to to be a workhorse back, and so um, and he's you know he's he's not lost any of his juice. Um, he's still got that, and he's also been Greg. Did you hear he's been catching three hundred balls a day from the jugs machine? Ooh, and in 300? addition to that, he's been catching passes from local high school and college quarterbacks. Greg, what do you what is your reaction to this news? If you have any, please, um, I need to know. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, No, I was reading about this. The 300 balls a day. That's that's a great number. I, I really believe when once Tom Brady got signed, he was like, oh, oh, man, about <laughs> to get, I got to make it work. So uh-huh. he he got in the lab. He he knows Brady's going to be on him. Uh, he knows he's his competitor. Uh, he knows he's going to be have to be important for them to win a Super Bowl. He's going to be have to be imperative to them. Uh, in the run game to keep them balanced because when, you know, people think that they're going to be all throwing to these magnificent wide receivers, Evans and Godwin, uh, when it comes money time to switch it up, he's got to be there to to, to play. So uh, I, I like it. I like what he's doing. Um, that's always good. Good news to hear that he's boken up. That means he's going to be able to take maybe more carries on and more receptions. So
1: uh,
0: I like where this is going.
1: Yeah, you know, I absolutely hate it because uh, this is going to spike up the ADP. <laughs> So, True. that's a fact. <laughs> fancy football <laughs> diagnostics. Let's just try to lower Rojo's ADP a little bit, right? So you know, just instead of taking him, maybe take somebody else where you would know you would take Rojo, so that that way the ADP stays down when you're mock drafting. You know, maybe like take Sony Michelle, right? So we could get that ADP yeah, yeah, going yeah, yeah, all yeah. the way up. Yes. But you know, yeah. in your brain, <laughs> it was Rojo. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but seriously, like I love this news obviously. You know, I I've, I've been on Rojo um you know from the moment I did my projections and I was like, "Hey Greg, Ronald Jones." <laughs> and um it's true. So, you know, I I he's like he's an auto pick for me almost in the 6th and the 7th round. Um I I don't leave a mock draft without Ronald Jones. Um so, yeah, if any of my competitors are listening, I'm totally not on Ronald Jones.
0: Yeah, now these are all lies that he's spewing. I mean, (coughs) right now, uh, looking at his ADP, he's still, you know, around the seventh round, seven twelve as running back thirty three. So
1: that's a great Mm, price
0: right there. That's a great great price. Two hundred carries, two I mean two hundred touches in
1: Tom Brady's offense without Belichick with you to screw. Who's gonna get the touches?
0: Right, there's no it's Bruce Arians, whoever producing is gonna be playing. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. So, Ronald Jones is gonna be there. How, how do we feel about their draft, their rookie draft? Pick, you know, how do we feel about Keyshawn Vaughn? Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? For all the people that are drafting him ahead of Ronald Jones, I love him. I I think he's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's fantastic. But the future Hall of Famer, um, no. But I I honestly I don't I don't really see him having having a big time role in year one. I'm not all that impressed. Uh, I was not all that impressed by Keyshawn Vaughn, his uh, his tape coming out of college or, um, you, you know, he did catch 66 uh, passes in, in his college career. So mm-hmm. he profiles a little bit as, as having ability to be a receiver out of the backfield, uh, which I know the the Bucks have, you know, they've been they haven't really exactly liked that part of Ronald Jones's game the last couple years. years. Um, obviously, something he's been working on. Um, so if Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, maybe he has a role that way, but I think that when it comes to the, those carries, those those money touches, the goal line carries, that's where Ronald Jones is going to make that money. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm not really overly concerned about the reception work going to Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, because that might be, it might go to Keyshawn Vaughn, it might go to Dare Dar- Ugobowale, it might go to, you know, um, some of it might go to the tight ends, right? Like, so I'm not really all that. just give me ronald jones that's it
0: yeah no still 200 (laughs) carries if it's going to ronald jones i'm taking that price point every day um yeah and and you know tom brady loves to throw to his his running back especially you know james white so if he can just get at least you know even even if it's like 50 receptions it's still a great number
1: yeah i mean ronald jones i mean we, we talked about um you know zero rb with chris pinto of belly up sports but um you know, if you go zero RB, Ronald Jones, and essentially for those that don't know zero RB, well, you'll hear a breakdown of it later. But it's essentially um, fading the running back position in the early rounds. Uh, you know, going after receivers, maybe going after a tight end, um, so you can ensure that you get these pass catchers, and then you pick up all these valuable running backs late. Ronald Jones is like the perfect zero RB absolutely because yep. <laughs> he's going yep. so late and he's got this built-in upside where the bucks could be a top five offense in the nfl and you know and you have their goal line hammer
0: yeah it's definitely a good strategy for full point ppr leagues yeah I, I like i like that for sure
1: yeah i mean speaking of draft strategies let's just jump right into it man we got the draft mm-hmm. tips um so greg what's your number one draft tip bro
0: oh man i said it last year I'm say it again, and probably every year, mock drafts, mock drafts, and mock drafts. You know, you got to mock as, as much as possible. Um, make sure you mock. Uh, if you know your position, start mocking from that one. If you don't know your position, then, you know, mock from each position, from a 12-team. Do one, from two, maybe the middle position and the late-round ones, uh, just in case, you know, those leagues that don't reveal their spot until 30 minutes before. But, you know, and play with it, you know. Do running back wide receiver combinations. Do wide receiver wide receiver combinations in the first couple rounds and see what you like you know uh you got to see what you're comfortable with and see what teams you get uh that will may honestly make you the best prepared for any situation going into the draft
1: yeah i mean you my our tips are pretty much the same uh, my tip is be prepared um that in, that includes knowing your league settings whether it's full point half point mm-hmm standard tight end premium you're in a return yardage league how how many how much points are passing touchdowns worth are they worth four are they worth six um how many teams are in your league roster construction all these play a role in the strategy you might be looking to implement or how you might have players ranked um and like greg said you also should be doing mock drafts so we use fantasy pros draft wizard a lot um because you can customize your league settings in the app, and then draft accordingly. Um, you know, like Greg was saying, draft for multiple spots. You know, uh, whether it's one through three, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You know, draft in those different segments of the draft, so you get yep. a feel for which players are going where, and and you know, different strategies you might have to implement. Like Greg was saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can check out our you know our mock drafts episode a couple episodes ago. It's, it's a pretty good one, which we do have Ronald Jones, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah, you know we had to do that. Can't leave the mm-hmm. draft without him. Um, so, Greg, what's your number two draft hit?
0: Uh, definitely. So, you know, in the earlier rounds, you know, you, you said it before in a couple episodes ago, low risk in those early rounds, the guys with the small range of outcomes, and then, you know, later in those rounds, you, you should take those guys with those risk, those bigger outcome moves, uh, you know, those sleepers, um, people you, you, you believe in. But earlier, definitely uh, take those guys you know who are going to get the touches who are going to get the opportunity, um and they're the safest guys, the McCaffreys, you know, the Zeke's, uh, you know, the the, the, the Goblins and people like that.
1: Yeah, I think that's huge right there. Um my number number two draft tip is to stay calm and you know and be adaptable. Uh the draft may not fall the way you want. You know, for example if you're trying to wait on quarterback, you might think you need to take a quarterback if a if a run happens but assess the board, see the teams around you, what they've done versus the quarterbacks that are currently on the board. Um, mm-hmm. Staying adaptable is huge. Guys on the field have to be critical thinkers. They must be able to adapt. And there's no that's no different than us playing fantasy football, right? The fantasy footballers, you know, they would say, stay water. And that's what we need to do, essentially. And it's not just the draft, but that's got to be the whole season. You know, um, the draft may not fall the way you want and you might have to maybe you were thinking of going running back heavy in the first round but then michael thomas lands in your lap you know at, at at 10 at 110 like are you still gonna oh. go running back running back <laughs> you know you have Toss to, become that, a, to get, get that man you got to go get michael thomas in that spot right? like you have to be you have to be adaptable um you know you've got to you've got to be willing to change your plan be, you know and recognize value when it comes to you yeah, definitely. I, li- I like that tip uh, a lot, a lot. Greg, what is your draft tip number three?
0: Oh, yeah, this is, a, you know, a little fun one. You know, you know, this season, uh, you know, of the COVID-19, you know, it's going to be a lot of draft parties might get canceled and stuff. But, you know, you got to still have fun with it. So if you can have that virtual draft party, uh, have the people out there, get your brews, have a good time, uh, you know, wear your merch. Uh, you g- you guys can still have a platform where you got the video chat going on, and then you could be drafting on your phone, or if you got a tablet, you know. Uh, twenty twenty, we could, we can still adjust to that.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, and even so, so what your league mates? Just tell them you're drinking brews, but then just make sure they're all drinking so that you can be clear minded while you're drafting. <laughs> <laughs> big brain, that's a big brain move right there. Yo. <laughs> no, but uh. My draft tip is also to have fun, Um, but in a different way. We always approach the draft as if we're taking a final and we've been prepping for months and sometimes we think our draft sucked or we think it was awesome, but at the end of it, just have fun. You're not going to win your league at the draft, and while it does set the tone for the start of the season, just you know, when you're in those late drafts and... You know, you can't decide between a player, you know, and you want to go with the guy from your hometown team. Maybe maybe Greg really wants to go Sterling Shepard over Miko Hardman. You know, let mm-hmm. him go Sterling Shepard. That's his giant. You know, he believes in mm-hmm. Daniel Jones. Let him do it. Right? I mean, you know, I might start drafting. You know, I'll draft Le'Veon Bell in the fourth round, you know, be, you know over David Johnson because, you know, I want to watch the Jets play. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely.
0: I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, Teddy drafted Kenyon Drake last year and he was hurt. And we made fun of him for it, but that man turned out to be a league winner, so, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, was was good
1: asking him for Kenny and Drake every day. <laughs> 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 it's literally every day. Uh, every hey, day. Teddy, can I get Kenny and Drake? <laughs> 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 um, all right, so so next up, auction tips. Um, Greg, you've never been in an auction draft, right?
0: Yeah, no, I I not been an auction draft. Um, you know, always interested to be in it. Maybe, probably, probably it'll come soon, you know, we'll see. But uh yeah, for the for the people out there like me and uh, everything, you know, what what's uh what's the auction draft like? Um uh what what's it take that draft strategy I guess is a little different.
1: Yeah, I mean so I, I did throw this up on my Twitter account, um, at JR Football Nerd. It's currently the pinned tweet there. But um if you've never done an auction draft, there's so much fun. My my home league uh, with my friends from college, it's been an auction league for like eight years now, and I absolutely love it. Um, and what auction, what happens in an auction draft is, um, you know, you know how we all get excited to see the draft order, and then you get bummed out because you, you don't get the number one pick, and you, you really wanted CMC or or Greg. You're a Giants fan, and you know that the only way for you to get Saquon Barkley is to have one of the first two picks. Well, mm-hmm. that's elite. That's completely eliminated when you when you enter an auction draft um because every player is available for bidding. And so the way it works is, you know, I've seen, you know, my my home league does a $200 budget. Um some other leagues I know do a $1000 budget, but either way it's all relative. You know, we deal with we yeah, deal with in percentages. Yeah. Um but, you know, we all have equal opportunity at each player. So, and there's different strategies that people try to implement with, you know, maybe you'll go star stars versus scrubs where Um, you know, unlike what you would be able to do in a snake draft, you could walk out of the draft with both CMC and Saquon Barkley, you know, but those guys, those two guys right there are going to cost you 60 to 70% of your budget. So, you know, you've got only 30% of your budget to spend to fill out the rest of your team. Um, but if, you know, if you're really confident in the, in the moves that you could, you could make and the, and the values that you'll get at each position, you know, might be something that you 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 deem worth it. Um, another strategy you could also take is the balanced approach. Uh, that's probably the one that I lean towards. Uh, trying to get uh, value at each position, but you know, trying to make sure I'm balanced at quarterback, balanced at running back, balanced at receiver, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and I'll try to I'll try to run through the budgeting as quickly as I can. But basically, what I determined last year was you should correlate, figure out a way to correlate. A percentage of your auction budget to or to a round in a draft um and so i thought this was important because often oftentimes you see a cheat sheet or auction values and prices on guys seem a bit higher or lower than i be, might be willing to pay but i know that based on adp what that price should be right like you know based on adp um you know ronald jones is going in the fifth or sixth round you wouldn't draft him in the second or third round right and so for me i always correlate back to adp and so um you know, in my auction budget, Ronald Jones' round six value correlates to a 5% five percent of your budget. The mm-hmm. trap that often happens is if running backs are flying off the board, you know, we've got supply and demand going on, and right. Ronald Jones is one of the last few that he's that's getting bid on. Well, essentially, people could say, well, you know, other starting running backs, maybe Mark Ingram, I'll use him as an example, Le'Veon Bell, those guys went for 10% of the budget, so... If they went for 10% of the of the budget, then that's what Ronald Jones should be worth. Well, that's equivalent to drafting Ronald Jones in the fourth round, um, which you probably wouldn't do in a snake draft um and so it's just an easier way to essentially speak two languages during draft season or as i said on my twitter uh learning the conversion rate right because you know you're dealing with two different i guess forms of currency here where mm-hmm. you know you'll go to a stink draft and you'll say oh i know that christian mccaffrey is worth a first round you know he's worth the number one pick in the draft but what does that equate to in, in an auction budget so if you want to check that out uh you can go go to my twitter at jr football it's currently the pin tweet there Um, and I, you know, I've got a whole thread on it where I broke down, um, you know, my whole thought process and, um, you know, the budgeting for each, uh, what percentage of your budget correlates back to what round. So if you want to check that out, you can go ahead and check that out. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. And then also, um, Greg is at we underscore made it on instagram and i'm also on instagram at jr football nerd as well so Greg, what are you, are you convinced now that you could handle an auction league that i do a you know half decent job of explaining that
0: yeah no definitely um it comes down to some simple math rules and just you know how you how you value people uh i might spend a little more extra dollars to get you know a danny dimes but hopefully you know he can I feel like in those leagues where people know each other, it's kind of it'd be crazy. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I get bit up on every Jets player in that league. Yeah, um, <laughs> just because they they know. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it
0: seems like a, a lot of fun, and definitely looking forward to reading that thread.
1: Yeah, I mean, you guys, if you if if you know, I try to say just do one auction draft a year. Um, you know, I wouldn't convert all my leagues to auction, but I would, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't be able to do a draft season without at least one auction draft. So, um, it's, they're a ton of fun. So check them out. Um, but we thought that we wouldn't have time to play this game, but we have time to play this game. So yeah, the ADP game, man. Um, we, we haven't hit the receiver position, so we We figured we'd go there.
0: The best position.
1: (laughs) yes the best position we've got Adam Thielen he is currently going off the board as the wide receiver 10 the second pick in the third round and you've got Keenan Allen who is wide receiver 18 going off the board as the fifth pick in the fourth round Greg which one of these guys are you taking at their current ADP
0: uh I'm super super high on Adam Thielen this year Uh, I got him you know finishing. Easily as a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy, maybe top five. Uh, Adam Thielen, you know, when Stephon Diggs was out, he got 25% of the target share. This man is due for a, a great, um, you know, season this year without Stefan Diggs. Justin Jefferson coming in as a rookie shouldn't impact what Stephon Diggs, uh, you know, left with uh, not right away. So, Stefan you know, Stephon Diggs had 93 targets, 63 receptions. If you expect uh, Adam Thielen's numbers to just get bumped at, his targets and receptions this year. I'm I'm very high on, on him. Um it should be a good year for Adam Thielen, honestly. I'm taking his A D P price every day.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I I like Adam Thielen at his current price. I'm, i mean I'm if it's these two guys, I'm going Thielen over Keenan Allen. Um I just full disclosure have never found myself in a position where I I go Adam Thielen. I find myself taking uh Terry McLaurin or DJ Shark but uh Adam Thielen I think is still great value uh when you consider the fact that he was injured last year this guy missed 6 games um you know and Stefan Diggs that's you know the 93 targets uh that Stefan Diggs got he was only getting those cuz Adam Thielen wasn't playing um mm-hmm. so you know now you've got Thielen back there's no Stefan Diggs uh you know <laughs> we already know that St- that Diggs has been uh crying for for years now essentially saying he wants more targets that's not gonna happen anymore. So I think Kirk Cousins is gonna continue to feed Thielen. I yep. think I guess my only concern with Thielen would, would be the injury the injury concern. He is uh up there in age. I think he's entering his age twenty nine or his age thirty season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, right. you know, and he's he's had some injuries. But other than that, you know, I think I think he, like you said, he's got top ten potential, you know, potentially even top five if if he stays healthy the whole season. So, um, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go Thielen, but again, this is. I feel bad, man, because Keenan Allen. This is guys. This guy's a stud. I know. I know. He you played know?
0: all 16 last year too. Like he, f- he, he was there. Got yeah, mean, of the target share last year. Yeah.
1: Like you were saying before we we even hit record, you know, this guy's been, uh, you know, he has these stretches of seasons, you know, stretches of games oh, each season where he's just the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Yep. Um, I think last year I had him in, in our League of Extraordinary People, and I was shopping him during those three weeks just <laughs> Yo, trying to see anything I could smart. get. Um, smart,
0: so high.
1: <laughs> absolutely got a hashtag, leverage the market. So, um, you know, Keenan Allen, I think, I think you know, the lack of Phillip Rivers in this offense will hurt him. They had this, like, mind meld thing going on. I remember, uh, I can't recall who it was that I was listening to, but they were saying how... Phillip rivers would just look out to Keenan Allen and they wouldn't say a word. They wouldn't throw up a signal, but they would just both make the same adjustment and they were on the same page. And I think that's, you know, that's going to hurt Keenan Allen in the long run. He's got guys like uh, Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert. Um, You know, the, the amount of volume that they're going to be throwing the ball. I think that comes down a little bit as well. Yep. So, um, you know, I think Keenan Allen is still, is still valuable. You know, especially if we're talking full point PPR leagues, um, I think he still has some value. Uh I just don't know what the what the, I guess the ascent, ascent what 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 the upside is with Keenan Allen.
0: Yeah, to yeah, to maybe not Tyrod and then inexperienced quarterback, rookie, yeah, that that's a good point. Uh the targets and receptions could come down that way. And for someone that is inconsistent sometimes then might not bode well. But, you know, he's going mid round, so the prices I think still good for him.
1: Yeah, I mean the price. The price is still good. Um, you know, he is a value. It's just I, I have passed on Keenan Allen so many times just because yeah. I'm like I remember him being inconsistent at times with Phillip Rivers.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And now he's got you know, you know two quarterbacks: Tyrod Taylor, uh, Justin Herbert. I mean, Tyrod did have that one year in Buffalo where uh, Robert Woods and and Marquise Goodwin were useful fantasy receivers.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, um, definitely. You know, early. But the guys going around him, Stefan Diggs, uh, DK Metcalf, <laughs> I probably take after. I mean, before him, uh, Tyler Lockett's going after him. I think, and DJ Shark. I still take. I would take those guys, and Odell after before Keenan Allen.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I would have to agree with all of those. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Let me look at. I know. I know for a fact. I have. I'm. I'm very high on DJ Shark this year. Um, so I know for a fact. Yeah, Diggs, Tyler Lockett. I've got them all ahead of Keenan Allen. I've got DK Metcalf two spots behind Keenan Allen, but li- literally it's it's a point difference between the right, two. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, and then you got the upside with Ke- with with DK Metcalf, and then the you know Russell Wilson being his quarterback. I probably yeah I would let somebody else deal with Keenan Allen, but honestly, it's it's if you get him in. You know, round four, round five, and he brings back the Keenan Allen production like we've seen in the past. Um, yeah, know, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's great value. I think the only thing is though is like I cannot see a world where Keenan Allen has thirty percent of these te- of these of this team's targets. If Hunter Henry's oh, no. healthy, Austin Eckler's healthy, there's no way Keenan Allen gets to no. a thirty percent target share. And I think no, that's yeah. the only way that I'd be in on Keenan Allen is I if I knew okay. You know what? The volume is going to be down, but he's going to get 30% of those targets. Right now, I've got him somewhere around 25%, which is where he was with with Austin Eckler and Hunter Henry both playing healthy. Um, And I think that's what you probably have to expect.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great assessment.
1: Um, I, Yo, I think that's it, man. We got everything, obviously. We've got the interview with, with Chris Pinto, Belly Up Sports. Make sure you catch that because you really yep, don't yep. want to miss out on this St. Jude's, Um, you know, this opportunity to do something really good with St. Jude's. So make sure you listen to that. And um, he's going to cover some draft tips as well, like I said, and, and the four pillars of draft strategy. So definitely don't want to miss that. Greg, do you have anything for the people as we head towards the quarterback breakdown show next week?
0: Oh man, you know this is uh, this is a good time. You just know, be ready for this breakdown. This is again when the calls are gonna happen. Uh, Where these these in season bets are gonna happen between me and John, yo. Just, just you <laughs> know <laughs> it's gonna
1: be a good time, yo. Tune in. Oh yeah, you definitely want to tune in for that. That's gonna be next Monday. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna hey, you're gonna get a full show from us. There's gonna be no no interviews. It's just gonna be me and Greg talking quarterbacks for like an hour. What is greater than that?
0: Quarterbacks, baby, You'd be like Jay Gruden in that war room. <laughs> <laughs> Give John me another quarterback. <laughs> quarterback, yeah. no, 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 John Gruden, John Gruden.
1: Um, all right, man. So, you know, that's it, y'all. Uh, guys, really appreciate you for listening. If you can just do us a huge, huge favor, go on Apple iTunes, hit that subscribe button, uh, hit the notification bell, make sure you uh, rate and review us. Uh, make sure you just do that wherever you're listening to us at. If you, there's a rate and review option, whether it's Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, if there's an opportunity for you to get notifications about one of the podcast updates, just do all of that. Uh helps out the show a ton, and it helps you keep up with us. So what's what? let's just help us help you. How about that?
0: Yeah, man. Leave that review. Leave it with five-star Four-star. Just be honest. We're here for it. Uh, You know, fantasy football, this is what we do. We're we're striving to get better. And, yeah,
1: please, do what you got to do. Absolutely. Like my coach used to say, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And fantasy football diagnostics, we are getting better every day. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, appreciate y'all for listening. And make sure you tune tune in with us next Monday. Greg, my brother, have a good one. And we are out. We out. Our next guest is Chris Pinto, my guy, one of my good friends I met on Twitter. Uh, We're in the Writers League together. Uh, He recently got me to join the Warrior Bowl, the Belly Up Bowl. I'm actually going to be – or actually have done some mock drafts with him as well. And Chris is the Senior Fantasy Football Analyst at Belly Up Sports. Chris, how you doing, man? Good to talk to you, man.
2: Hey, John, man. Great to talk to you. I mean, we've interacted a bunch of times on Twitter and – uh, messaging and things like that, different uh, leagues that we're in together. But it's good to hear your voice, man. I'm doing great here in Texas.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, obviously, hope with everything going on that you're staying safe out there. Um, but, you know, just de- like you said, definitely great to hear your voice. I mean, I've, I've seen, obviously, I've, I've been in on some of your live streams and stuff like that. So I guess this is your opportunity to hear my voice. But today we're going to talk some draft <laughs> strategy. I know, uh, you know, by the time the listeners get to this, They've heard Greg and I break down some some draft strategy, and and you're here to add on to that. So why don't you tell everybody what you what, what you got for us today, man?
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure, John. Um, like we mentioned a little earlier when we were just talking. I mean, right now is just you know Scott Fishbowl kicked off the fantasy football season, and everything is just flowing right now. I mean, from best ball leagues, the FC the FCE eliminators from John Bosch, Scott Fishbowl right now, obviously uh redraft league covered-ups, vampire leagues, the countless other ones that I you know, I just don't, I can't name right now because there's just so many other <laughs> leagues going on right now. It's an exciting time. Uh, you know, the one thing that I always tell my my listeners and my friends and you know, my family who are just starting fantasy football or getting in, you know, their second or third year is to have a plan when you go to your draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the most important thing. You You know, you can't go in blind. Uh, There's things that are changing every day. So the four things that I always – or the four pillars of draft strategy that I always tell my friends, family, and my listeners are different ways you can approach your draft and to start your strategy and your plan. One is the elite. Depending on what kind of league you're in, you know, if it's got crazy scoring for your tight ends or your quarterbacks – Or if it's a super flex league, um, you you, you might want to look at a type strategy. Um, Other strategies are just more generic. And, you know, I like to keep it simple. You know, you have a balanced approach uh, and then you have the zero running back approach and then running back heavy. Uh, These four different ways of approaching your draft can help you win your league. You know, you're not going to lose or win your league at the draft but it sure helps to build that solid foundation and then just work the waiver wire and things like that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, going on these strategies, I mean, these are all interesting points because a lot of times you go into your draft and you say, you know what, I'm going to go running back, running back, and then I'm going to go receiver, or, you know, maybe I'll go tight end, tight end at the top of the second, but you really don't know how your draft is going to go. Cause it just, all it takes is one other owner to have a like-minded uh, mindset to yours or strategy and your plan could essentially get blown up so um, I really do like this elite position one you know this is something I think if if you know you play in a super flex you're going to say you know that means you got you're probably going to start two quarterbacks then you're probably going to want a Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson right off the top um, or if you're playing in a, a Travis a, a tight a tight end premium then you're probably going to want to get a Travis Kelsey is this something is this something along the lines of you're talking about
2: yes yeah John for sure I mean So the elite position strategy is super fun because if you are in a super flex league or a tight end premium league or a league where you start three different tight ends like I'm in, uh, this was a super fun way to just kind of see how it all falls out. And, you know, more times than not, you do see these elite tight ends, Kelsey, Waller, um, Ertz, Kittle going in the first round, which is crazy because you never see that, you know, in your normal Mm -hmm. redraft league Mm -hmm. with one tight end. Um, or in super flex leagues, like you were mentioning, you know, taking Patrick Mahomes at the 1.01 and then coming back and getting Kyler Murray or, you know, Matt Stafford or someone like that. And it's just really fun and really weird. Uh, you just have to know the draft strategy or the, you have to know the rules of your league and see how it kind of benefits you with the elite positions. You know, if I was in a super flex league, which I've been in a part of, uh, a lot this season. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm in almost 60 different leagues mm. and it's just blowing my mind. I've got to have Google spreadsheets. My wife uh, has an accounting degree from A&M. And so she helps me with these Google docs and Google spreadsheets. And it's just, you know, it's <laughs> pretty fun, <laughs> but with the elite positions, you know, in the superplex league, in, in that, in the different tiers, how I like to call it the first four versus the middle four versus the last four, uh, I want Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone else says. They paid this man half a billion dollars. <laughs> uh, he's there for the next 10 years. I don't care what his guaranteed money is. He's going to be there. Uh, I want him in the first four picks for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh I got sniped from him by a couple times by my buddy Zach Mack, who's on our podcast with me at Belly Up Fantasy Live. Uh, He definitely listens. He told me he was a new player, but he is showing us that he is anything but. So shout out to Zach Mack at Belly Up Fantasy. And moving on to, like, the balance format. Uh, Just because the elite position, it's pretty self-explanatory, I guess. You're going to take your quarterbacks early. You're going to take your tight ends early. And then you want to kind of fill out your roster after that. Um, But uh, the the balanced formula, I guess, is the easiest in my mind. That's what I started out with. That's what I won my first championship with. Depending on where you stand in the draft, first, second, or third tier, um, I'm going to go running back and then wide receiver and alternate that kind of strategy, taking the best available player. And that first four, you know, you can take the big four, you know, CMC, Saquon, Zeke, Kamara in that second tier. Um, it's pretty much your choice as well just because there's some guys in that second tier that it just depends on your preference. I'm a big SEC guy if anyone is <laughs> listening to my podcast. so mm-hmm. I'm really high on Josh Jacobs, man, Derrick Henry. Uh, even if it's PPR, I like Derrick Henry just to be that big bruiser. Uh, then you got Kenyon Drake in there, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler. These kind of guys in that second tier are really nice. When I get pushed to that four, that third tier, though, you know, the last four in the pick, if I'm going balanced as my, sta- my strategy, if Michael mm-hmm. Thomas is there, it's no question, it's a no-brainer. It's like if you're the 1.01, you're taking CMC, don't overthink it. If Michael Thomas is there and you're in the ace seat, take Michael Thomas. Yep,
1: absolutely. Build
2: around Michael Thomas. <laughs> More likely than not, he won't be there, and you'll be able to take someone like a Nick Chubb, uh, Kenyon Drake, someone like that. Uh, if you want to go running back first and then just kind of alternate that strategy uh, back and forth until you get to those later rounds where you can kind of get the value of a quarterback or a tight end because Lamar Jackson was a league winner last year and he was taken in like the 13th round Mm -hmm. ADP wise. So more times than not that first quarterback might not win you the league and it's going to be that back end quarterback that you get. So the balance format really works.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm very huge on the balance format. I mean, a lot of the listeners and, and league mates, uh, my league mates will know that I, I usually uh, subscribe to the running back heavy approach. Um, usually nice. very much known for That's that. That's my favorite. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think with the, you know, the way the passing game is, has obviously become the prominent way of scoring in the NFL. Uh, the fact that receivers are, you know, basically given free free path to to open yardage and open green field before they can even be contacted. Uh, I think that lends itself to having a receiver. You know, one of the top receivers in in football, and in, in, you know, in fantasy football. And I think that's why I found myself lately. You know, going maybe res- a little receiver heavy with f- you know the first. Uh, depending on where I am in the draft, so, you know, if I'm find myself in the middle of the first round, I I, I find it very hard to pass on Devontae Adams, um, seeing how yeah. I have him so close to Michael Thomas, and I know Matt Harmon just dropped that that tweet today, uh, comparing the two. But you know, I I'm very high on Devontae Adams. I see him very much in. If he's not in Michael Thomas's tier, he's in a tier by himself um and so i find it very hard to pass on him with the eighth pick so i i, I find myself scooping him up and then going running back but then you could also take the zero rb approach which is um you know i just i discussed it on the last show with with greg but um you could go devontae adams and then go turn around and go chris godwin in the second round um and then you oh, could for sure you know pair those two guys up and now you've got two t- potentially top five receivers um, and you can still get value with this running back position with guys like Aaron Jones, um, you know, potentially even of a, a, a Kenyon Drake or Miles Sanders, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, who we've talked about, Chris Carson, who I feel like is criminally underrated the last three years in a row, um, you know, and fill the fill out your running back spot.
2: I'm always a fan of another guy that shares my name. Chris Carson does not <laughs> get the love and respect that he deserves. I mean, he is a top 10 guy in that offense. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the, the zero RB approach, man. I mean, it's, it's not my favorite cup of tea, but (laughs) it's, it's the riskiest, but it's got the biggest reward because these guys that are getting lucky and hitting on this, they're winning big, uh, I've won a couple championships with the zero RB approach back when Peyton man I, pay- I had Peyton Manning and paired him up with Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders Ooh. when Peyton Manning had that fifty touchdown season. <laughs> so, and you know, I you know it was you know I don't recommend it because your heart is always on your sleeve and you're always at the edge of your seat because it's one play you're one play from winning you're one play from losing yeah you know yeah so. The zero RB approach, you know, for some it's really fun and it's really popular because you do, you see a lot of these drafts that, you know, that I've been participating in and the scarcity of running backs is just so quick. I mean, in the, in our belly up fantasy dynasty startup, uh, that's all of our analysts, uh, are in it. We're currently still drafting right now. It's probably my pick right now, but I told everyone, I didn't tell everybody, but I, uh, I just, you know, (laughs) I said I was going to be doing something right now, so if it comes to me, I'll just uh, get it at 7.30, so don't worry about me, guys. <laughs>
1: but,
2: you know, <laughs> it's, uh, you can just get a lot of value at these receivers at the zero running back mm-hmm. approach because, I mean, like you said, you could get Devontae Adams really late, and he's in a, a category of his own. Aaron Rodgers is really upset uh, mm-hmm. at the Jordan Love pick. and him mm-hmm. and Devontae are going to explode this season. I mean, when Devontae came back from that foot injury last season, it felt like every other play, Aaron Rodgers, didn't matter where Devontae was, the ball was thrown in his direction. He caught, like, 30 passes or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean,
1: he had a 30% target difference.
2: share. Uh, yeah. was tops in the league, for sure, at that
1: time. So, yeah. You know, this is a guy that could potentially lead the NFL in targets.
2: This is not a joke. <laughs> no, not at all. And I think, John, were you in that mock draft that we uh, – Held a couple Saturdays ago where yeah. I went zero RB. Yeah, yeah, I was, and you went zero yeah. RB, and yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I was in that ninth spot, I think, and I think I took. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit different than most. If, like I said at the beginning, if y'all don't know me, I love the SEC and a couple of different things. I'm, I'm really superstitious. Being even year, Julio Jones is my number one wide receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. I can break that down for you, but if you go to my Twitter account, you can see my projection for him. And there's some stats to back his even year blow up. Uh, So, I think he's going to just explode this year in the touchdown category. We know how consistent he can be in his targets at 10 targets per game. And, you know, Mm -hmm. the 1,400 yards. He's going to be an animal no matter what. just touchdowns kind of, you know, hinder him. But I took Julio. I think I paired him, you know, with Matt Ryan later on. But I went Julio, uh, Kenny Galladay, and then – Bobby Woods is my number three, you know, top three guys. And all those guys have top 10 potential. Mm -hmm. It's so fun in the zero running back scheme to get these guys that have that potential to be in the top 15, top 10, because you have these big name wide receivers. And like you mentioned a little while ago, I mean, the way the NFL is going, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a high flying offense. Everyone wants to see those big points. Everyone wants to see the 60 yard touchdown. That's what's selling right now. So Having these high-flying guys are really good. The only issue is, though, you miss out on these steady workhorse backs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know if your listeners are listening to you, y'all are letting them know about these guys that you can get later. And then if y'all are listening to Belly Up, we definitely are. Uh, but, you know, you're looking at like these guys like Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. uh, Raheem Mostert, mm-hmm. Devin Singletary, Mark Ingram, Rojo, Cam Akers. Uh, these guys can all be the zero running back running backs that you need to fill out your team. So high risk, high reward, obviously, and no risk at no biscuit, as they say. (laughs) The zero RB RB approach is pretty fun. So it it takes a skilled player to do that and win with it. Um, But like you mentioned earlier, too, I mean, the running back heavy approach, that's your favorite. Everyone knows that's mine. (laughs) In the three different belly-up leagues that I'm in, uh, Dynasty, Redraft, and a War Room League, I'm sorry, four or two dynasties, a redraft, and a war room league. I went running back heavy because these are the guys I talk to every day. If you're talking to someone every day, you don't want to you don't want to hear smack talk from them nope. at all. You want to be the one doing the smack talk. So <laughs> I'm most confident in running backs and taking three out of my first four picks at running back, being running back heavy. Uh, In our writers league that you and I are in, John, I took running backs real hard too. I got Josh Jacobs, uh, my guy, Josh Jacobs, man from Alabama, loved the kid and uh, paired him up with three other running backs. Uh, I think that's the best formula to win because they're so consistent. If they have a great year, uh, you're going to win no matter what. So uh, running back heavy is my favorite. Using your three out of your first four picks on running backs um, and then just kind of filling out your roster from there, taking best available wide receiver later on in rounds round, finding value at the tight end position, because there's a lot of value this year at tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, a good friend of mine, Anthony Savano, says, you know, what's the issue from drafting Darren Waller, Evan Ingram this year, 2019 Darren Waller and Evan Ingram. He's saying that essentially that, they're not going to live up to the hype, and you're going to draft these guys really early when you have Rob Gronkowski way down there. Mm-hmm. You've got Chris Herndon, who's got a lot of talent. you got Hunter Henry, who's got a, a rookie quarterback, and then Tyrod Taylor, yeah. who loves the tight end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All in these later rounds where mm-hmm. you can just scoop up the value. Um, yeah, running back heavy is the way to go in my mind. I've always told everyone that i talk talked to to do that.
1: Yeah. That's that's typically my advice. Uh, I mean, Greg and I, everyone's, you know, pretty much knows us. Greg, Greg, you will not always, but more more typically, side on the zero RB approach uh, or some some, you know, uh, set of that. I usually will subscribe to the running back heavy approach, but this year I I find it very hard to do that just because, you know, in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, even you're missing out on guys that are really, really like this year, like DJ shark and Terry McLaurin and, and even an AJ Brown potentially in the third round. Um, Those are guys that I'm, I'm very high on, especially, um, you know, AJ Brown's, you know, his price is a little bit higher, um, but DJ shark and Terry McLaurin, I think are two guys that have top 12 potential and you can have them for essentially a fourth or a fifth round pick.
2: I mean, yeah. F one, is ridiculously good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, him and uh, Dwayne Haskins shared a dorm room together. They have a connection. Mm -hmm. They were drafted as a pair, essentially. And Dwayne Haskins just has to get it into his mind uh, that he's the dude, and McLaurin is going to flourish. Uh, I'm a 100% believer in those two guys are going to do it this year.
1: Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm huge on both Terry McLaurin and DJ Shark. Those are two guys I think are going to get 25% of the targets uh, in their respective offenses. I mean, you know, when you talk about uh, DJ Shark, this is a guy that if you listened to us, you know, prior to week one last year, you would have picked him up because, you know, we said, who's the guy we're looking to uh, that's probably going to be one of the top guys off waivers after week one. I, I said DJ Shark, uh, and he, he went out, caught – uh, two touchdowns in that week one game against Kansas City. <laughs> so, uh, you know, DJ Shark is a guy that, you know, we're we're high on here at, at Fantasy Football Diagnostics. I, I mean, you know, just Gardner Minshew is going gonna, is gonna to target him relentlessly. Um, you know, they're, they're an offense, I think, that's going to be find themselves in a lot of negative game script. And like we saw with Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns in 2015, that can be very, very profitable. So... Um,
2: Okay, that's fair because last season I picked up DJ Chark uh, right before the first game, literally 20 minutes before the first game <laughs> uh, with Nick Foles, not knowing who Nick Foles was going to throw to. Mm-hmm. And something told me to get this guy. I, I went running back heavy last year. So my wide receiver, two was real weak. And I was like, man, this kid, DJ Chark, I've seen him play in the SEC at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. He's a – LSU. absolute or MLSU, I'm sorry, yeah, absolute animal, Mm -hmm. animal in the SEC. And I picked him up, I started him, and like (laughs) you said, two touchdowns. I mean, everyone was looking at me like I was a savant, and I was like, no, it wasn't, I'm not, no, not like that. But (laughs) (laughs) it it just worked out, and uh, I was like, man, I listened to something on YouTube, and it told me to play DJ Chark. Yeah. I mean, I, I,
1: I wish that it was us. Wish, I'm willing me. to take all, no, you're good. I'm willing to take all the credit for it. <laughs> but, um, no, this is, again, this is a guy six, four, um, or six, three, six, four, something like that. 215 pounds ran four three zero at the combine. He he returned. He was a punt returner and a kick returner at LSU, a very prolific one. And he's the number one receiver in Jacksonville and he's going in the, in the fourth, fifth round. So. I think that's, I think that's great value right there, but let's move on, man. I know, I know you had some more, some more tips and I know we got to get you out of here uh, soon, but um, what, what other tips do you have for the listeners, man?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just real quick. I got uh, just four tips uh, for anybody going into a new fancy draft, no matter what style it is. One, just get prepared for that certain draft. Um, Know this, know the scoring system. Know your roster situation. Know how many rounds you have. Know if you can trade any sort of draft positions, draft picks, uh, players during the draft, or future picks during the draft. Know know your options. Mm -hmm. Just have everything laid out in front of you so you know what you could potentially do or potentially lose. Number two, find some rankings that you just absolutely trust. If you don't have an algorithm out there uh, that you're working on, that you're putting your own projections on, where you're saying this guy is going to be better than this guy by half a point, find some that are out there that you can trust. There's great ones at our website at belly up fantasy. Uh, The fancy footballers have great ones. Fantasy pros. Bobby Sylvester, my guy has great projections. Got to find someone that you love and listen to and trust uh, because you want to align yourself with the people that you kind of think like, right? Obviously, mm-hmm, you know? exactly. It, it just makes sense, uh, and it just makes everything flow better in my mind as well. Um, another also doing mock drafts. Oh, go, go ahead, John. No, I great. was just
1: going to say another another uh, piece of advice that I, I once I once heard was if you if you can't decide on one ranking one set of rankings, just take a few of them average them together because in actuality the true outcome is going to be the mean of these range of outcomes so
2: that's true that's a 100% true and that's why these guys that are you know super uber famous that's what they did before us mm-hmm. that's all they did that's all it is because at the end of the day it's all numbers and, and, and everyone has the access to the numbers it's just who's going to put in the most work to do it and if you want to do it just do it and you can have these numbers uh, and win all sorts of leagues. It's it's super fun. That's why fantasy football just makes everyone so happy. <laughs>
1: yeah, right.
2: Most definitely.
1: <laughs> um, you, were, you, were, uh, oh, you were saying tip three, mock drafts, right?
2: Yeah, mock drafts, John. Yeah, obviously, man. Practice, practice, practice. Everyone who played sports, everyone that, you know, has won something knows that you don't win the day of. You don't wake up and you just win. You got to practice. Practice makes perfect. Uh, You've been getting in on these mock drafts with us, John. I love it, man. We do a mock draft every week on something different um, at Belly Up Fantasy where, you know, we just throw it at our guys and we're like, hey, let's do this, let's see how we do, uh, and let's roll. And it's been really fun. You got a mock draft. Excuse me. Find some guys that can go on Sleeper with you or do it by yourself on Fantasy Pro's website. Um, There's a bunch of websites that are out there that you can just mock draft by yourself. Set up the league situation, how many people are in it, uh, the roster situation, and just go, go, go. Before I got into the fantasy community, that's all I did was mock drafts. Um, all the different apps have their own mock drafts where you can jump into them. Just do them. And then the last one, uh, shout out to John and Greg, obviously, for hosting me on the Fantasy Football Diagnostics But other podcasts that you like, that you can connect with, uh, and just Appreciate it, fully listen to these guys. Uh, I mean, John, I, I didn't listen to your podcast prior to two days ago, and I listened to y'all's last week. Uh, I'm definitely going to listen to y'all more because I like what y'all are doing. I love the content y'all are putting out, and like I said, I'm going to get your, I'm going to get my father-in-law involved with your guy, with you guys, because he's in a survivor league for the the point spreads during the year, and he hasn't won yet. Let's get my father-in-law a championship this year, John.
1: Absolutely. And and uh, if you guys haven't listened to us before, you haven't been with us in season, Greg and I, we break down every single game. We we go through the Vegas lines, the spreads, the over-unders, who's going to win and why we think players are going to be uh, fantasy assets in those games. We're great for DFS, betting, redraft, whatever it is that you need. We got you covered as always.
2: Yeah, John. And then uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to touch on it uh, leagues that are going on right now in the fancy community, a couple that you're uh, involved with as well. So I'm sure you wouldn't mind. Absolutely, those.
1: no. Go ahead, man. <laughs> if we can get some, if we can get some of our, <laughs> our listeners to, to, to get involved too, that'd be great, man. Tell us what you guys got going on.
2: For sure, John. So one, uh, across, I I'm a big guy at meeting the guys across the pond from me. Uh, the guys over in the UK, uh, those guys who love football, have to watch football at like three in the morning. Uh, So (laughs) they're real diehards over there, you know, Mm -hmm. super crazy. Um, I got involved with some of these guys, two of them, Matt and Luke from the dynasty rider ball. I mean, my father-in-law is a huge golfer. My brother-in-law, both my brother-in-laws huge golfers. My wife played golf in high school. My, you know, I'm I'm in a golfing family. So (laughs) these guys came up with an idea to host a dynasty Rider bowl where it takes UK and the America together, just like the Rider bowl in golf, uh, hashtag tiger woods division. And then I'll, I want to give a shout out to diamond Mike for giving us all of our graphics. Uh, I'm in the tiger woods division. Obviously we have not drafted yet. Draft will happen at the end of this month, which I'm in the fourth seat or I'm sorry, the fifth seed and I will go running back heavy. Hopefully I get Z core Dalvin. Uh, And I'll build from there. But those guys over there at the Ryder Bowl are amazing. Keep following them. Uh, John, a league that you and I are participating in, which is a straight gauntlet. (laughs) I mean, I've not been in a tournament like – a redraft tournament like this. You know, you see DFS tournaments and things like that. But this is a redraft gauntlet. Like, if anyone has ever seen that old movie uh, Never Back Down and (laughs) that dude Ryan Matera McCarthy – looks at the new kid, and he's like, have you ever been part of the beatdown? That's what this is. It's the Warrior Bowl, guys. I mean, 250 teams, John. I'm one of them. You're another one. There's 248 Mm -hmm. other teams that we're competing against, man. Uh, It's going to be super fun. Hosted by Greg from the UK. The dude has an amazing thought process behind this. And, I mean, I couldn't think of a better – Way to do it! Uh, it's gonna be awesome. I know me and you probably won't be in the same divisions, but maybe we'll see each other in the postseason.
1: Uh, I mean, I will plan we on can talk being a there. Little more smacky.
2: <laughs> I mean, you've been you've been talking a little bit of smack, so I mean, I gotta get I gotta set my my game up. <laughs> and then uh, a couple more, man. That I just want to talk about the five yard rush. These guys, Murph and Stocks, over in the UK, uh, the FFCC is going to be awesome. These guys are doing big things. They came out with a draft guide. They're super new. They've been around for a couple like one or two years and they got a draft guide out. Murph was on a live show with Sports Grid with Greg Sussman the other day. Uh, these guys are doing it big follow these guys Murph and Stocks at Five Yard Rush. Awesome. And then the Fancy Coaches podcast. These guys started out around the same time that I did and they're Came up with a thirty-two, re- a thirty-two team restart league that I had to get a part of. Uh, I'm going to be playing as the Detroit Lions. I will be taking Ezekiel Elliott with my third pick because I know the other two guys will be taking Lamar and Patrick. Um, and I don't care who can- who says that I should be taking CMC, but I'm going to be building my franchise around Zeke. Uh, shout out to the fancy coaches, and also the last one is the fancy and frames guys. Uh, they are brand new as well. They branched off from another division of fantasy football, um, but they came out with their four-eyed championship league hashtag Hank Hill division that I'm a part of um, IDP league. It's super fun right now. We're currently drafting right now. It might be my pick as well, uh, but it'll be okay. And then the St. Jude belly up bowl, John, that mm-hmm. belly up is coordinated with St. Jude's children research hospital That Came to, you know, to Dave Wright, who was a big proponent of the Scott Fishbowl Podathon, the huge podathon that spanned a few days. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we at Belly Up wanted to do something the same, but we wanted to make it a little bit more interesting because at Belly Up, we're what other people aren't. So you always have the people that want to get the big money, and then you have the people that are super nice and just want to donate everything. Why can't there be an (laughs) in-between? So we want to, I mean, it's a gray area, right? Everyone knows about the gray area. Let's just live in it, right? Yeah. So we're, we're, you know, let's donate to charity because you can always donate to charity in in our links and things like that. And we're charging $20 an entry. There's 120 entries. Um, I think we only have 16 or 18 spots left. And almost. Um, excluding like Yeah, excluding like our own People, like our own belly up people But it's $20, $20 an entry The first place winner Gets a, a $1,000 man uh, A trophy and then a And some belly up swag You know, t-shirts, polos Whatever you kind of pretty much want uh, We're going to set up a little gift bag Together for you Second place gets $200 and third place gets $100 St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital gets a $1,000 right off the bat. And I know we're going to drive donations just between the different people that we have in our league. Uh, we have a couple of our guests that have come on Belly Up Fantasy Lab that will be our celebrities uh, in these leagues. And just, you know, fancy community people uh, that will donate to St. Jude's because it's such a good uh, – it's such a good – Charity is such a good event. Uh, Have some fun and, you know, donate a little bit of money as well. Uh, The little thing that will be different with our league will be – it will be a super flex league. Uh, The standard two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end. But will be a little bit of fun with – we'll add three flex positions as well. So there will be a lot of dynamics in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zero RB might be the way to go in this league. Who knows? I'm not too sure about all that. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last person I really want to give a shout-out to since all have had me on here uh, is Tyler Riggs and the guys at Personette Riggs Motorsports. Um, We're going to be rolling out three cars at Belly Up Fantasy uh, this season, which is an armada of cars in Ersker Racing. Uh, It's not fantasy football. It's it's racing, obviously. (laughs) Uh, But these guys have been so fun with us. Uh, We support them 110%. And uh, normal to the one car that normally rolls out for podcasts, uh, Belly Up Fancy will have an armada of three. So, Ersker Racing, watch out for Shake and Bake and the Captain.
1: Yeah, man, that's all good stuff, man. And like, so like Chris said, if you're interested in joining any of these leagues, uh, whether it's the Warrior Bowl or the Belly Up Bowl, that's a great cause right there. Think about it: twenty dollars, you could potentially win a thousand dollars for yourself. Three three hundred bucks for yourself, or two hundred bucks for yourself. And if you don't win, at the end of the day, St. Jude still gets a thousand dollars. So this is at the end; it's a great cause. So make sure you sign up. Um, you can go uh, reach out to Chris so you can get that information. And speaking of Chris, where can all of our listeners find you?
2: Oh yeah, thanks, John. I really appreciate that, guys. First, follow John and FF Diagnostics. They're putting out great content on Twitter. Uh, On Spotify, follow these guys wherever you are, because I will be as well. But if you want to talk about Belly Up Sports, Belly Up Fantasy, you can always follow Belly Up Sports and Belly Up Fantasy at their respective handles. Um, We have a lot of things coming out new to the fall, uh, along with football season. And then also MD Fantasy Football Show, Dan Mader, great guy. But for me, you can follow me at my personal handle. Uh, if you follow me, I will follow you back. So if you're, you know, if you're not someone that's huge in the community, don't worry about me getting scared off if you only have like two or three followers. I don't care. If you want to listen to me and you take the time to follow me, I will follow you back. And my DMs are always open for any sort of questions. But follow me at Aggie Kappa Sig, uh, all one word, all lowercase. Um, you can follow me there. And then also at the Belly Up Fantasy, Twitter account. I normally handle all the Twitter stuff, where I'm posting things, answering questions, uh, throwing out likes as well. So uh, any one of those, you can find me at, and I'd love to talk about anything. I've got my own rankings and uh, projections coming out here pretty soon. So if you got a question about a sleeper, I'll talk all day about it. Yeah, guys,
1: make sure you go follow up Belly Up Fantasy. Go follow Belly Up Sports, and make sure you go follow Chris at Cappy at Kappa Sig. Or Aggie Kappa Sig, sorry, at Aggie Kappa Sig. You're good, you're good. Yeah, it's just, it's like a tongue tongue twister. It's a tongue twister. It is. But make sure you go follow him. He's definitely great to interact with. Uh, All the belly up guys are great to interact with. You know, I've interacted with Houston, Billy Witt, uh, Nate Herman. I've interacted with a bunch of these guys, and they're all really good guys to interact with Um, and definitely just, you know, bounce ideas off of. So if you ever want to talk fantasy, um, and maybe you you know you want to get a different opinion from ours, then we give you permission to go to Belly Up Sports because you're going to get good content there too.
2: <laughs> man, huh? John, I appreciate you having me on here, man. Yo, Chris, I can't yeah, wait to come
1: back. Yeah, man, it was the pleasure. It was a pleasure, man. Can't wait to have you on again. You know, uh, all this stuff tied in perfectly to the to the to the draft strategy stuff that Greg and I talked about and the auction stuff. So. Um, again, make sure you, you go ahead and give everybody, give Belly Up Sports a follow, give Chris a follow, uh, follow me at JRFootballNerd, Football Nerd, follow uh, the show at FF Diagnostics, and until then, we are out.